Hello and welcome to the 6++ Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Okay, welcome ladies, gentlemen and Talos with Core to that 6++ Show. I'm your host, Tom. It is a state of play tonight. It's an end of edition state of play, so we're going to have some fun with it. And I am joined tonight by the Real Space Raiders. How are you doing, boys? Hello. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> a friendly Drakari wave. Um, it is, of course, Paulie and George, uh, the nefarious archons who you might recognize from from your, your podcast listenings. Um, I feel like if it was a friendly Drakari wave, it would be like one hand waving and the other hand with a knife behind the back. Yeah, just very like, much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah so was it, um, it's Bron in Game of Thrones always does the thing with the knife behind the back. He's yeah. a very Drakari kind of fighter, I think, Bron. He'd have been, he'd have been good in the fighting pits. Um, excellent. Okay, so, yeah, I was going to say, we're going to talk about my favourite army in the game, your favourite army in the game, the Dark Kin of Kimura tonight. Um, they're having... They've had a ride, this book, let's face it. This has been, uh, I think, one of the defining stories of this edition, uh, Trikari and the highs and lows. Um, but they're settling down at the end of the edition, and, and obviously you guys are still very much flying the flag and taking names with them, so it'll be really interesting to hear about what you've been doing in Arcs of Omen. But that's not where we're going to start. We're going to start with some origin stories. And before we get the ins and outs of your origin story, it's not every day that you get to thank people um, that you meet in the content world, but I have a big thank you for, to both of you guys because I have a very distinct memory that I wanted to share with you, which is being trapped in my little flat mid-pandemic, sweet nothing to do. One of the things you could do back then was walk or do a run. Oh. And sometimes music, sure, but a lot of the time, the thing that got me around on a walk or a run in all sorts of different weather is that as that sort of year went by was your podcast. Um, it oh. was Real Space Raiders. That was my favorite thing to have on as I went out and about and got my time outside during the middle of the pandemic and was sort of trying to clear my headspace. Um, and I only started playing Drakari right at the end of eight. So I think I pretty much landed at exactly the right spot to basically learn the ins and the outs of the army from you guys and obviously tracked it all the way through ninth edition and learned so much about how to play the army and where it was at um, during ninth edition as well. So a big thank you to you guys and of course to Dom as well. He's not here with us tonight um, for that. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Uh, that's, that's really nice to hear, Tom. Like it's, uh, I mean, we've been, uh, we just did it for a laugh really more than anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it helped us, I think, get through, um, yeah. get through the... the absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah, it, it started was, off as... A bit of a Trakari think tank where, um, obviously, I always talk Trakari to lots of people, and mm. there was George Dom and obviously Joe Coles of uh, yeah. Liam Dempsey fame at the moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and these are the people that I was speaking to the most, and I was like, eventually, I just put in a group chat, and I was like, look, I'm being lazy. Let's just all talk together and talk about Trakari. Obviously, at the end of um, end of eighth edition, mm. uh, and then obviously Dom is in the VFX world, knows how to edit, said I want to do a podcast. I was like, I'd like to do a podcast. And then we all <laughs> said, let's do a podcast. Joe had experience with um, uh, with Dan Cook's one, uh, mm -hmm. with uh, Lookout Sir, 40K, mm -hmm. and then we got on it from there. And it was yeah, massive, especially over lockdown. It was like... Yeah, like, yeah it really uh, helped. Really Cause we, we, all, we all had such a mixed, mixed experience with it. Like I, yeah. I work at a hospital, so it was at the time. Oh, wow. And, and yeah. so for me... It was this really weird mix of like work life was relatively normal, but then you come home and there was like all the restrictions and everything. And I know that like Dom and Paulie were like working from home a lot. 
Um, and it was just like everyone was having this like really mixed experience of like yeah. what was going on during the time. Um, mm. And we all shared this passion of, of Dark Elder and 40K in general, really, yeah. but more of a focus on Dark Elder. Um, and it really helped us just kind of like have something to talk to, network a little bit. And distract us from from the rubbish that was yeah, going on at the time. Saying, kept us sane, sure. yeah. completely. Yeah, I think I think as you say, forty k in general performed that role for a lot of people, and I think part of the reason it's exploded so much in the last couple of years is you know that's it's the the payoff from that, right? So many people who were hobbying and painting and talking about the game and staying sane that way, um, and then we were suddenly all allowed out and we all ran out at all these events and, and played the hell out of the last couple of years. Um, and I mean, Real, Real Space Raiders has a very special place in my heart because. It's that faction specialism, I think, is, is still a relatively rare thing out there in, in the sort of content world. You don't have these diehard um, sort of dedicated sort of forms of content yeah. um, as, as much. But it was very slick as well. You know, the music and the, and the sort of the editing and stuff, you guys were, guys were always really polished. But also, I like a long podcast. I'm not going to lie. That's my favorite. Like, one way you just go and you just see what happens. Um, good event reports and all that stuff, like deep dives on the the Coven and the Succubus. And again, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say it, but like you'd literally like, listen to a Coven episode, like right, okay, I'm gonna go and play the shit out of Coven now. I understand what I'm doing. I've, I've learned some stuff. So yeah, no, it's it's great as I said. I think so as, as someone who now makes stuff, you never quite know exactly how it reaches and how it affects people. So I thought it'd be nice to just reach out and say, yeah, that was that podcast has been a big deal for me for for many years. And and as, as you say, you know, in a weird time of life as well. So yeah. I'm very grateful to you both. <laughs> That's very cool. Right. I mean, we, we intend we intend to continue. So um, and still still focusing on the the dark elder because. I mean, we're going through another edition change, which is really interesting. That's it. So, That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be really even more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, completely. And I think I'm really excited for it. I'm sure you guys are. There's nothing like yeah. that refresh and reset. And Jakari, one of those armies where there's going to be something weird and fun and interesting in there. And it's just exciting to find out what that looks like and, and what Claude that will be. Meta, that's what we're predicting. <laughs> John was so sure that was going to happen, man. We all were. We all were. I've literally <laughs> got 15 of them. Yeah, 27 queens ready to be 3D printed. Bad boy. He's such a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot you had Joe Coles as well because Lookout yeah. says one of the first ever ones I listened to. I'm a big fan of Judd because he's yeah, as you say, he's with Liam Dempsey these days, isn't he? But he's a good lad. I saw he was running Flesh Terrors. Um, he went um, up he at the games, didn't he? Did really well with them as well. And again, Flesh Terrors. Yeah, I was a cracking player. From yeah. Flesh are, are one of my other loves, so that was really cool to see. I think people have types, don't they? People, there's always like a sort of a, an array of factions. Like if you like Trikari, chances are you like some of the other sort of weird and scary factions. You as tend well. to like the darker side of yeah. 40k, don't you? Like yeah. Um, you get your um, Imperium types. When you put don't, them in you don't tend to find <laughs> many players that play both Trakari and Tau, for instance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. As I said, there's people who are drawn to the light, and then there's people who are drawn to the dark, for sure. In, in terms of your sort of playing origin stories with Trakari, how far back does it go? Like, when when did you guys start? How did you get into Trakari in the first place? Oh, you take you take the lead on this, boss. <laughs> so, so Trakari are close to my heart. My first ever, so my, my first army. Mm-hmm. Well, I took my hands a lot, right? Lizard men. So I started as a, a preteen, a young child, mm-hmm. back when fifth edition fantasy. No, was it fourth or fifth? I can't remember. Uh, but second edition forty k was nearing its end. Mm-hmm. So lizard men, my first first love, my first forty k mini was a metal necron, which you got with white dwarf. I want to say like two one eight or something like that. And then third edition rocks up rounds and dark elder were my first army and I got into them with that um, went through those and then I know I guess 
I started playing all the different armies. It was almost a bit of like a golden age of 40k. I think ninth is like and tenth is now like a new golden age. But in terms of the models, mm. like seeing them get redone were phenomenal. Whereas oh, Dark yeah. Elder, it's, it's kind of weird that the Guardians and the Orc Boys came out a few months after the Dark Elder Warriors, and their skulls mm. were kind of poor. Uh, mm. I think the Gary Morley ones weren't the best. The Chris Fitzpatrick ones had a bit of like you know nicety about them but mm. um, it was a weird release but for me as a kid I just I guess they were new and I was getting into 40k but yeah and it was something which I'll get onto I guess I can talk about now why I played Drakari and it's just the mm. multiple sub-factions there's just so much yeah. you can do where yes. it's and they're, they're so distinct where like you know you have the three main sub-factions you have the mercenaries you know who have their own like you know, sub-genres you have the corsairs now and there's Porting and Harlequins, there's, mm. I don't know, an army where you have so much sheer variety of play style. Yeah. And for me, as a painter and converter, so many opportunities. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we make up memes about, you know, is this an Archon? Give them splinter rifles. But <laughs> there's just always so much opportunity. And I think yeah. the law is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Lord George, is the law master. He can tell you <laughs> a story from every, you know, sort of sub faction about. But there's just, um, yeah, that, that's why I came back to them. So, a long way path for me, but they were my first 40k love. Oh, fantastic! Um, and yeah. I took the um, you know the break everyone does, uh, you know, from the game <laughs> to have an interest, and then uh, I came back into it. 2009 started converting X dice, um, and then rumors begun Dark Elder getting a redo, um, and they're the only army. So I've played the same army for 13 years so i guess oh, i am wow what you would call a faction specialist <laughs> that is indeed and, what you are yeah yeah that's it but I, I, I can't get bored with dark elder like you know yeah. I, I liquidated a lot of other armies but there's two ways <laughs> you know but i liquidated them to focus on <laughs> in dark elder right Put them in the back, sort them out i like it <laughs> can do, and I, I i liquidated dark elder to buy more dark elder <laughs> <laughs> that's it but it's um you know, we, we talk a lot about, me and George, privately about meta chases and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, George doesn't like them as much as I tolerate them, as it were. But we almost, <laughs> we're almost dark held on meta chases ourselves. We chase our own meta. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, me and G, we have such big, like, um, you know, collections. We can field whatever's the meta. Like maybe the claw field mm-hmm. meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to get twenty-seven printed up. But uh, <laughs> you know, at the time, there's always. There's yeah, always if, if it was like if it was like razor wing or claw or um, chimera meta, we'd be right there because I've still yeah, got loads of the buggers up there that, <laughs> from like fifth edition when B star was a thing. But yeah, like, no, it's, I think that's something where again, this is why I'm really excited for um, for tenth right because I think that early bit of an edition really rewards people that just have a massive collection mm. of you know particular armies that they know inside out because you can adapt so quickly you can draw on things you know if you've just cycled through the list of a bunch of armies then you you don't have that and we, we all know that editions send you around on a chase to go and get the next set of things but if you actually just love and have the army it's never an issue you can draw in and get out whatever it is you want so i think i think that's a real position of strength and i think that early match is going to be fun because we're going to get to see all these people who love particular armies just absolutely going hell for leather against each other and trying all these different things out in the indexes. And I'm super, super up for that, to be honest. Yeah, me too. And so how far does your playing history go back, George? Um, similar. So I think I started playing in third edition. Um, okay. My army was Tyranids, um, and they're still an army I love very deeply. Um, yeah, they're great. Uh, bugs. 
Um, super excited about the the Leviathan box. I think those new it models. Looks so cool. Yeah. yeah. So cool. The, the only one, like, <laughs> caveat, the only one I don't like is the reskin Venom Crawler. Can't remember the name of it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, a bit cheeky, isn't it? <laughs> it's, literally a, it's literally a Venom Crawler in, in flesh. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, other than that, the models are crazy. I love the homages to um, really old Tyranid models like the Scream Effects and the... Um, mm-hmm. Oh, is it the the big psychic dude like I can't remember, like tyrant oh, yeah. Yeah, or something yeah neuro tyrant or something yeah that looks yeah neuro tyrant or something yeah. like yeah but um yeah they all look good really excited about that but um yeah for me it was tyranids um I was the gene stealer spammer um I had like eighty of the things um and Amazing. I used to use the chapter approved gene stealer in like infestation rules that were just ridiculous because gene stealers just wrecked <laughs> everything um. <laughs> Then I moved on to uh, Bealtan Eldar. I, I love Aspect oh, nice. Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah, really so I, cool. I had a I had a third edition like full pewter Aspect Warrior army that was I was my pride and joy, and I used it like throughout all of third and into fourth. Um, and then mm. took the break that everyone takes when you go to uni and you do other things. Um, and sadly, uh, that I'll never forgive her for. My mum somehow got rid of my 40k oh, no. collection. Yeah, oh, so no. <laughs> I still kind of can you mother. You know. anyway, um, and then uh, I came back at fifth. Um, at the start of fifth, mm. I no uh, end of fourth into fifth, and I started mm. with Space Wolves because um, they're my favourite mm. Space Marine chapter. Um, and uh, I did the whole um, Long Fang Grey Hunter spam with missile missile Grey Hunter missile Long Fangs. Um, nice. That was a that was a fun army, uh, but I'm a bit bored of them because Space Marines. They, they, I don't know. For me, it was they were very forgiving, and it just wasn't yeah. my it wasn't my playstyle. So I wanted to go for something mm. different. And then at the time, 2010 hit, um, the Drakari revamp happened, and I fell in love with the models like instantly. Particularly the Reaver jet bike. Uh, oh yeah, really it's just, such a cool model. Yeah, yeah, it really just grabbed me. Um, and uh, I just went full tilt into that basically. Um, and I've the same as Paulie that I've I've been playing Drakari like exclusively pretty much ever since. Mm. And um, getting to meet Sky like Sky has been a big influence on me. Like I followed his blog. I yeah. uh, went to the Dark City dot uh, net or Dark City dot net or dot com or whatever it was, which is uh, before yeah. the years of Facebook and stuff. There was a forum where all the Camorites could hang out and share their ideas and. So and what have you um and it's all just kind of evolved from there so um yeah, yeah. and uh yeah just been playing them taking them to events um started off like obviously little local ones didn't really touch the itc until i want to say 2020 2019 2020 mm-hmm. something like that like i didn't really it was all just little local ones um and we did went to a few warhammer world events me and uh, best mate paddy um and yeah and then that's it and i just i just I love i just love everything about them i love the models i love the law mm. i love the conversion opportunities um i love the fact that like you can put pretty much anything in a Drakari army and make it look like it yeah. fits because they're just such an oh, esoteric so, so. army um yeah. so yeah they're they're just my my passion my obsession <laughs> to interject quickly that there's something to be said about the the dark elder um Drakari community Mm-hmm. Like it's as a community, like across the world, like you know, you have to name drop people like Scary, like yeah, Scary, like every sort of yeah. region. And there's so many content creators and painters and phenomenal painters, um, and just general like good people that want to help each other out. Like mm-hmm. when you go, like you know, via like the various discords and in our Discord, and 
um, of Facebook. Like, there's, there's a real sense of, of togetherness. Um, yeah. Again, you know, I think it, it brings you back to, like, there's something special about the army. I think there's why. There's, uh, like, I'm sure there's no tangible way to get the stat, but I reckon there's more Drakari specialists than, like, any other faction. There's a lot yeah, of people. I honestly just think so. even, even if you just, like, name names off the top of your head, as like, I would count ourselves as Drakari specialists, but mm-hmm. then you've also got Skari, who's, like, the Drakari specialist. Mm-hmm. And previously, we had the Splinter Mind podcast, which we both loved and listened to basically every episode. Yeah, so you got I caught Brian the end of it. Like, like, that was very cool. Yeah. They were amazing. And, and mm-hmm. obviously, the Spider himself in Tabletop Tactics, like... Yeah. Uh, massive Drakari fan so it was like it's 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 one of those armies that's got the support in the in the network and that that helps um keep the passion alive and and draw players in as well and um yeah yeah, there's a lot I think Sky's hit the nail on the head the Drakari community just seems to be a really positive community and um unless I like the Facebook group's wonderful um you get like a real mix of players and and painting abilities and all that but everyone seems generally speaking really supportive completely yeah, no, absolutely right. And as I think Scar, you know, Scarry very influential as well. And um, as there's been a few factions, especially like yourselves, you know, and, and Julia in this in the UK as well as another one you can name. Where it's like there, there are people who have played this book the whole way through. That I can't think of many books that have had players who have literally stuck doubled down on them mm. um, at, at a very strong level for for the entire entire time. Right, which again I think speaks to the passion of. But the faction speaks to the, you know, we got a really cracking book, which we'll get onto in a second as well, speaks to the power and the, the flexibility of that as well. But, yeah, it's a really, really cool thing to see. Um, the conversion side of thing is fun, right? Because, yeah, there's nothing more Jakari than converting things. They're, they're master converters. That's what they do. They're always looking at something going, oh, I could put a big claw on that and a mask and have it chop something up for me. So, I could you know, turn that they, guy into a chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are, they're, you know, we're, we're just uh, just doing their bidding and it's, it's gr- always great fun converting stuff up to bit in the army the, the multiple schemes is a relief as well and I'm, I'm someone who always likes to try different things out painting wise and it's it's super fun being able to have three sub factions and just do completely different things and yeah so massive strength right let's address the the experience the ride that has been the Jakari book up until this point because obviously the Jakari book itself uh, came out and was low, low key bonkers <laughs> <laughs> for a little while um, and I remember listening to your show and all of you be like oh my word what? <laughs> this, is, this is so <laughs> strong <laughs> um, and it I mean it must have had almost a year at the top of the game right I think um, in the edition it was very strong for a good chunk yeah. of time yeah, I mean they were they were different builds though that was the thing because they, yeah, they, yeah. kept, they kept trying to soft nerf um, things <laughs> and they, they soft nerfed some builds obviously the first one to go was Dark Technomancer Liquifiers mm-hmm. um and then it was, and then they nerfed raiders and witches, um, because that was yeah. that was running amok. Um, and then they, uh, and then people moved on to like coven heavy builds, um, which got quoted as um, like thick city. I always hated that. Yeah, I, I, was I, I, Meat I Mountain hated myself. it as well. Yeah, I hated <laughs> thick city. Meat Mountain yeah. made so much more sense, and that's how we always <laughs> used to call it, like because it was yeah. you just put all your meaty stuff on the board, and then there's so a lot good. of it. Yeah, um, that was a really, that was one of my favourite bits because I think the meta thought they'd got past us at that point, mm. and you were like, ah, but there's a lot of damage too and mortal wounds, so what if I shoved this at you? Yeah, <laughs> so what if I shoved this? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was a thing. It was interesting because it was at the time people were 
countering the Raider rush with yeah. things like the Volkite Culverin Dreadnoughts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And there was just so much like damage to around and like there were Grey Knights are really good with their side cannons. Yeah, exactly. yeah. um, and so it was just a case of then myself went to like the LGT that year and took the Artists of Flesh Talos and Grotz um, and did really well. And then it mm. kind of exploded from there. Um, shout out to Lord Zeru who actually took, he took, um, like thick city he took meat mountains or lgt in like 20 um 2021 something like that i can't remember um he took it he took like six chronos six talos and 15 grotesques um and that was his army and uh and he did all right he did pretty well like and Mm. and then from then then you had like others like anthony vanilla and various other americans taking on and um making it famous um Mm. And uh, yeah, I think that was that was the main problem with, with Drakari. Like, it's the strength of the mm-hmm. book is because there's like it's like three mini codexes in one, and you can build yeah. like focus on one, or you can like focus on two, or you can focus on all yeah. three and bring them all together to make some monstrosity. Mm-hmm. So it's when they brought the book out and it was as powerful as it was. Like each internally balanced between the between the individual units was so strong. When you target mm-hmm. one, Drakari players just switch to another one. Um, and that was it. There was just there was just so way so many ways to just move to a different thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only unit that we all kind of said was like to use Sky's term passable was the beast pack. Like the beast yeah. units have just yeah, been yeah. all addition have just been kind of meh. They've been okay, mm-hmm. not great, not not broken. But like mm-hmm. every other unit in the book has been very good at some point. Yeah, um, they've all done something at some stage, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, the, the depth of the book. It's fantastic. So like, I always go back to the um, like the sixth edition, like the, the, the Eldar Codex at the time, the insane codex, which had like, you know, all the D oh, weapons yeah. and stuff. And it was completely broken. <laughs> internally, internally, it's so well balanced because everything was yeah. good. And that's what the Jakari book reminds me of, that there's multiple yeah. builds and the ability to innovate and like, you know, to, to pass like something to Dom. Dom invented testicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and George probably hate the name, but um, <laughs> it's test of skill and precise killers. I've been running it the last six months, and it's become one of the most common, like you know, witch cult um, yeah. obsessions. Like, that custom cult obsession is phenomenal, mm. um, and people still run Red Grief competitively. Yeah, um, and Cursed Blade is still a great choice, and Strife mm. without the Codex supplement, and the Codex supplement is really still really good. And there's so many. Uh, Coven Obsessions that are good um, Flayed Skull you know they had their time didn't they in 8th yeah I love Flayed Skull I actually I never think it's bad I look at it and I always go there's something you could do with that right with a ton of, dis- like, ton, and- ton of disintegrators ignoring cover but it's just that Black, Black Heart is so consistent yeah. and you think of like Double Cabal was massive for a while I read yeah. Double Court and yeah there, there was just so yeah mm-hmm. like, there, there was so much like the depth of the codex, but also the add-ons, even like, remember the Blackstone Urgles, like, there was <laughs> so much like, random stuff, yeah, the little Eric's, there's so much stuff. <laughs> Eric was three. ridiculous, yeah. So Eric was awesome, he, he single-handedly yeah. won me the 5-0 and at LGT, yeah. like, just that Eric, little dude. Just throwing another bit, bit, the data. bit of data on his pile, yeah, he's just got this yeah. huge mountain. <laughs> he's got all and the data. Yeah. And the thing is, Drakari... I think trading has become like the buzzword of Night Fright. Like it's all about trading and staging is like the new buzzword everyone talks mm-hmm. about. Um, but no army trades better than Drakari. No one can like out obsec better than Drakari. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's where they've just done well for like, the whole edition. And um, again, a lot of people have stuck to them. I think 
a trend I've noticed recently, you know, led by Dark Dante Dom, is a lot of Jakari mains are moving to demons. But I think that's mm-hmm. probably something to be said for probably a similar like it's a similar style, style. a bit of sort of jank, a bit of speed. Yeah, uh, a bit of fun in that sense. I think I'd probably like to and, play and sneaky being. durability as well. Sneak, like, low, low key durability. Yeah, yeah. Drakari yeah, yeah. like, are really good at low key durability. Like you, you mm-hmm. don't think they're that durable, but then yeah. you run through like everything's got an involve save, and then most yeah, of it has yeah. a feel no pain save, um, yeah. and they can be healed, and they have like higher toughness than you expect for an Eldar and stuff. So, yeah. and, and I think Chaos are a lot like that. Like, they have like low key yeah. durability. Like they always have mm-hmm. their save. Um, yeah. They have shenanigans where they can move around and do other things and, and stuff. Clean. So yeah. Yeah, and it's it's the fact with Jakari, I always find in a game at some point something isn't going to die, like my opponent thinks it's going to die, and they're one of those armies that's so good at taking advantage of a mistake or a slip. Right, that's one of the things I love about them. Right, if you if you expose something, I'm in. I'm going to get it. I'm going to make a hole, and and yeah, I think that's one of the great things about them. How many times do you run free yeah. reaver jet bikes into your opponent's yeah. lines, and they're like, ah, oh, this heavy bottle will kill them. <laughs> one little reaver jet bikes here. Yeah, he's going to do behind enemy lines again. Like, yeah, I did it against um, a Manny in the GT, and it was uh, he he got greedy and he decided to split his fire with his um, well the outer line of sight space marines. Um, oh, the, the, Desis, the desolation, desolation. Yeah, 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 two squads of like nine or ten desolation marines, and he got greedy to try and take out both my reavers and my mandrakes turn one mm. and killed one reaver squad killed one reaver squad down to one man and then killed the mandrakes down to two man so in my turn one the reaver went over got behind enemy lines didn't really care what else he did. i think he blasted a yeah. wolfen in the face and the mandrakes <laughs> went up into the shadows and then came down next turn and got me behind enemy lines and then i rolled a one on rvd as well on them just to rub salt in the wound so. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah just so, a low durability like because everyone yeah. thinks like you like oh that jakari they're, they're gonna die really easy to pretty much anything and and that is true in a lot of cases mm. but you the thing is if you leave even one jakari model alive it's going to annoy the hell out That's of you problem. i've lost count how yeah. many times I, i've been left on one rack and mm-hmm. that one rack has like done so much work, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, it's it's why I love the army. Like they're just really yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Annoying is right, and I, it, they, they're one of those armies that makes your opponents sweat. You take some dealing with. It's very thematic because all this stuff's hidden away, and they you know they've got like what twenty five units to get through, and you <laughs> you've hidden them all away, and you're like, I'm not going to make this quick or easy. This is you know, you're, if you want to get this, you're going to have to come and kill it properly, or it's going to yeah. get you. <laughs> I was liking it not not so much in this edition, previous editions when like venom spam and stuff like when carbolite warriors are really mm. good, and I was always liking fighting Drakari to fighting a hornet's nest. Like it's, yes. you're not going to get killed by like one hornet, you're going to get killed by like all the hornets, and they're all equally dangerous. So which hornet do you kill first? <laughs> like you kind of, yeah. and, and is that like target priority is quite difficult with Drakari. Um, oh, really? Really is. Yeah. Like, and you can really overwhelm your opponent um, by just throwing everything at him and it'll be like, well, I can't kill everything and whatever mm-hmm. I don't kill is going to come and kill me. So yeah. where do I begin? And then like, yeah, yeah it's, it can be quite an overwhelming army to face, and, and particularly right at the start of ninth when the book came out, and the costings were generous. An elite horde. It was crazy. Yeah, it was <laughs> mental. They they were they were too they were way too cheap. I think we're starting oh, now at the end yeah, of ninth yeah. where 
we're at a good place. Like they're, they're, I think there's mm. some things that are maybe slightly too expensive, but you can kind of live yeah. with it, to be honest, because yeah. like it's the end of the edition and there's yeah. there's other stuff in the games and other codexes that have like really cheap and broken stuff. So it's kind of me. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. And I, th- I think, as you say, talking about Jakari at the end of the edition, obviously that's where we're going to go in a second. But I think the book hold up, holds up very well in terms of you've still got a fantastic suite of units. You've got this amazing utility. I think it it struggles a bit with there's just some mechanics and and things things can do that have come into the mix later in the edition that at times can be a bit of a faff for Jakari. Phase caps can be a pain in the ass sometimes. Some of the sort of the no rerolls stuff can be a real pest. Um, transhuman. Yeah, transhuman. That's always been a pain in the ass. Yeah. But I think in terms of just the raw power to get jobs done, still got a fantastic suite of units and, and you look at stuff and especially now you know like cores back on the pain engines which we'll talk about because they were in the Yay. wilderness for a little bit yeah so good um so yeah that's that's a really optimistic place and it was i'll be really interested to see i'm hoping they don't punish us for for having a little bit too much of a party in ninth we'll see i'm sure it'll be fine um in terms of the place in the game you know we, you guys have alluded to it already but let's talk about what makes the Jakari Army special within the kind of wider meta. What what are its big strengths? What does it do well? What's its sort of purpose in the on the whole spectrum of armies in terms of their design and their function as, as you guys see it? So I think uh, in terms of just throughout ninth, it's, it's about without you know, retracing what I was saying earlier about the trading, but they're very good at melee. Yeah. Not as good in shooting anymore, especially like with Treeborn and Double Treeborn. A lot of people say Corsair Void Reavers could be an mm. answer. I think there's definitely a list out there with lots of Void Reavers. I know, George, you were looking at it at one point. Um, but it's the ability for OBSEC. And is the question about mm. ARCs or just about the addition? Um, I think I think in general across time, but if you want to zoom in on ARCs, you absolutely can. Right, especially so in ARCs with the news attachment, so many people aren't taking troops. Yeah, yeah. I find it bewildering. So mm-hmm. I've noticed I've had an uptick in performance in arcs of Drakari, and I think that's down to two things, three things. One, everyone's forgotten Drakari. The amount of players <laughs> I play, and they're like, I always say, like, Do you know Drakari? I always try to avoid gotchas. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, I haven't played them for a year. I haven't played them for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're like, oh, yeah, I've played them. I've played my mates. But I play an entirely different flavour of Drakari to what their friends play. So they're not used to Hemoxite, so they don't know what Court do, yeah. um, etc. Um, and people aren't taking troops as much. And Drakari are king of the five racks run here. Or, you know, I trick out um, five witches with Phantasm and Hypex, and they go yeah. 27 or 28 <laughs> out of the radar onto the Hemoxite, yeah. take that, and they're like, what? Yeah, 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 again, yeah. again, the the red grief version of that unit is horrific. Like you can mm. you can touch your opponent's backfield objective turn one, just and they just don't expect focused. it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's so much in that sense, um, and there's still you know a lot of killability in there. Um, mm. But also, like my final point was, behind enemy lines has become absolutely massive. It's so big. <laughs> so Drakari have always sort of missed that third killer secondary like mm-hmm. we've never really had those auto 15s that everyone else has so yeah not since way, yeah. there's a lot of people at home gonna be like you know don't play a little violin like you know Drakari plays we, we've had our time in the sun and I don't care because I was there during the seventh where <laughs> I would get tabled every game by town it was a rough time uh, it, it's our time in the stolen sun I don't care yeah um, but it's 
so R and D retrieve data, whatever data it is. Like that's a mainstay. You can build for mm-hmm. that. You go, you, you move to banners, um, and obviously, you know, take them alive is probably the auto third. If you don't know what you're going to take, yeah, I, th- I think usually, yeah. And then, um, but for me, behind enemy lines, like you, you take engage. Herd's got nerfed, but behind enemy lines is it's so much easier. But what it allows, you allows you to play your own game. Whereas yeah. I would play majority of games with engage, and it's. I start my game and it'd be like, well, we'll start some home quarter and then some Reaver's going to go over here, some Mandrakes will probably teleport here and I need to start working out what's going to survive the game, what's going to be here turn three, what's going to be here turn three. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, behind me lines, it feels a bit copy and paste, but it's, well, Reaver's going, <laughs> Reaver's going, <laughs> <laughs> are the Mandrakes and the Warriors coming now? Um, yeah. Or like by turn four, you'd like to think you're going to be in their zone anyway. Oh yeah, exactly. Eventually there's a push to be made, right? It means yeah. you can take your time again, which is really important, I think. Yeah. yeah I think that's, in terms of general play, that's something that I think is really important with Jakari is actually it, it rewards very patient play. You're, you're making your openings, you're waiting for your moment. As you say, you've got a lot of assets. Usually that's one of the big strengths of the army. You've got a bunch of little units. As you say, OBSEC is something actually, if you build lists the right way, we can have so much OBSEC. I played against um, Rob Kimpton's Tricari the other day, and he had a beautiful list where, again, there's just so many little five-mans of witches, and they just, you know, every turn, just like, if you well, think you're getting a player. He's a phenomenal player. player. Lovely, yeah, lovely guy. I really like Rob. And again, yeah, you can build these lists that just will just catch out any primary slip um, that your opponent makes across the game, across the entire board. Um, and it feels like when Dracaria balance right, you do that, you burn out all your assets, you're often basically dead at the end, but you've got a ton of points and you've taken a ton of points off them. Um, yeah. and, and all is right with the world, right? And that was one of the reasons we could tell that the ninth book was a bit wrong, because it's like, I'm not really like dying and winning anymore. They're kind of dying and I'm winning, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel exactly it was like also, it. It was also that you, were, you weren't running out of assets. Like, there were so yeah, many games yeah, yeah. At, the start, at the start of ninth uh, when the Codex came out, and you were tabling your opponent and i would yeah. still have like incubi and witches and raiders that just didn't yeah. need to come out i'm there's like, like there's like a this third isn't right. Way, like, right yeah, completely yeah. Crazy. <laughs> like the the jakari codex ever since it's sort of revamping fifth has always been about asset management and yeah. you having to utilize each one as much as you can before it dies Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you're going to get the bad trades, you're going to get the good trades, but like this ninth book in particular, like when, when it came out and the costings were just on the, on the low end of okay. Um, and you, you were just left in games where you were like, I've, I've still got stuff left to throw at him. Like, and it was, it wasn't like the first wave of Jakari that killed you. No. It was like the second and third. And then you were like, I've still yeah. got a fourth wave to throw at you. Yeah. This doesn't, yeah, that's it. Like it's crazy, right? It's, um, but yeah, I think now it's, um, it's in a good place. Like most games, as I say, like most games you play uh, by the end of turn four or five, your asset pool is very low. Um, but you can still score points well because it's like behind enemy lines is a great one because by the time you get to turn four and five you're probably in his face anyway so even if you haven't got specific assets that you've designed like your reaver darts like your mandrakes you've probably got like one wound raiders or like a succubus or like something or like the the one lone rack that survived the raider explosion (laughs) that now can just hide behind a wall and get me three points behind enemy lines and stuff so um yeah yeah, it's been it's 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 such a fun army to play because of that asset management and yeah it's not an army that you sort of 
spam thing. I know it sounds silly, but you, you could you could spam venoms and stuff, but you're not. Mm. It's not going to do that great. Um, yeah. You you need um, redundancy, but across multiple units. You, you can't just yeah. have like, oh, I'm going to have twelve Lehman Rust tanks. You just can't. <laughs> like, you can have three Ravagers, no. but they're not going to do a lot. <laughs> no. Or you can have no. three <laughs> Incubi squads, um, and you can have. Um, like three witch squad and it's yeah you just need the redundancy but yeah mm. uh, across multiple different units that do slightly different or slightly slightly more or less efficient um, yeah. and you need to use those accordingly no completely and it's it's one of those armies that I think you level up very quickly when you're playing it right I'd, got, I'd played a bit of craft wars before but I'd mostly played like Nurgle Death Guard and Demons and stuff before that and that's a good starter army that was a sensible place to start because I just shove it forward half of it still alive after like taking an arm in the face and on you go but with Drakari it's like yeah I mean if you put your hand in the wrong place you just don't have a hand that's, mm. how, that's, that's how the army works like it absolutely with the exception of Coven who can give you like a pivot but again you actually have to use it very carefully right otherwise even, even oh, so, yeah, I mean in, in ninth the damage profiles of ninth have obviously just been it's crazy crazy and, um, yeah, and there are crazy. there are loads of things that you just look at even if you're like playing a Coven heavy list and you're like this just picks me up like oh, I yeah. think um, the Reaper of Obliterax comes to mind like a flyer of a Reaper of Obliterax <laughs> just looks at a squad of grotesques and just goes nom 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 and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like so and the um pre-nerfed Kasakin with that stupid flag oh, yeah. and yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I played a game against it previously and like one Kasakin unit picked up nine grotesques without even blinking and I was just like this is <laughs> okay <laughs> this is <silly. laughs> like, um but yeah, like so, it's it's one of those things that like, you still have to play KG, um, yeah. and Drakari have always lived and died by their transports. I think like yeah. it's it's very oh, difficult yeah. to play play a Drakari army without transports um, because they just do so many things. They, they give you the movement. Like Drakari without mm. transports is actually not overly quick compared to no, some of the armies that are around at the moment. Um, no. And so you live and but you live and die by your transports and getting and you do that that turn one staging and your transports move you up. They also act as that extra layer of defense where your opponent has to blow up mm. the transport before they can get to the juicy innards. Because um, yes. we lost you that. You can have a lot of fun with time. sequencing, can't you? That's the thing. You're, I've taken yeah. a, a bad opponent just falls into sequencing with destroying transports so many times. So it's like, oh, yeah. kill that. That's fine. You're actually just giving me points because yeah, the Russian, the Russian dollar effect is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, the Russian dollar is like, oh, I'm going to kill that Venom. It's like, okay, yeah, but then my obsec witches pop out. Now you've just given me that primary. So, yeah. Like yeah, it's um it's one of those things. Like I think uh, Drakari have been on a yeah, as you said, like a bit of a roller coaster throughout ninth mm. in arcs behind enemy lines has helped a lot. Um, the fact that the player base has dropped like a lot in mm-hmm. towards the end of ninth, I think we're back down to like the two three percent kind of region. Yeah, uh, most which is where they normally are, right? Lower. Yeah. yeah, and that's always been where we have been. Sorry, it was really weird like, when you go to like, at their prime and you go LGT and they were like ten percent of the meta, and you're like, where have all these very, un- very unsettling? Yeah, it was, it a was weird. weird. Time, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and I think now we're back, and that helps a lot because, like Paulie said, you you do come across players that aren't experienced at facing Drakari, um, mm. and you don't, you don't do any gotchas or anything like that because you're no, just no, no. not that good, those kind of players, but the experience into playing into those factions helps a lot because you know like as a target priority um engagement like 
benefits and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's easy to forget those things. It's easy to forget that like a squad of five incubi will quite happily go into a 10 man space marine squad and eat them. Like it's, yeah. it's, um, and equally like the Talos who we haven't seen for ages, um now they're suddenly back and everyone's like what do they do again and you're like oh they yeah. do this and they're like oh they're a lot tougher to kill than i thought they'd be and you're like yeah and they yeah. hit hard as well <laughs> they really do yeah I've, I've been having some fun with with mine as well but actually this is where i think you're going to step in george because obviously you've had some recent success with the aforementioned tower so i thought maybe there'd be a nice time to invite you to chat a little bit about what how you're building for the current game and, and talk through your recent experience i'd be really interested to hear about it uh, yeah, so um, obviously, um, those of you who are up to date with uh, the balance update, we got Core back on our on our pain engines and our on our yes. car, which is awesome because they took it away from us for I didn't really understand why that like they just kind of took it away and then it was a, a double nerf, wasn't it? When they took yeah, it was um, a double big nerf. city down, yeah, yeah and stop the the thick city um and they took core away which was really annoying because they it was like there's not a lot of synergies with the talos um that really it was like the real space raiders re-rolls uh re-roll ones to hit if you're near the archon the prey on the weak stratagem which only affects core which again is re-rolls to hit Mm. and uh the healing ability from chronos if you are running chronos and talos um, yeah. If a Kronos kills a model, then it can heal a Talos. That was really mm-hmm. the only synergy, but it was it was oh, and the plus one toughness, which was massive. Like that the, was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, the plus one toughness is huge, and I'd forgotten until I started playing them again. I'd forgotten how big a deal going from T six to T seven can be. Um, mm. It's huge. Um, so yeah, I took a list uh, as soon as they came back to core. I, I put Talos back in my army. They're, they're one of my favorite models. I absolutely love these. It doesn't feel right if I don't have three in the middle going up, the, going up and back. And they're, they're, they're a great, <laughs> yeah, they're a great anchor unit. I always, yeah. I was, they're like the anvil of Drakari, where like you can put the the Talos in the middle or on a flank, and then you can swing the rest of your army around the Talos. Um, yeah. And and it's just a great play. It's just a great diversity of gameplay. So yeah, the Talos went straight back in. I'm always quite experimental with my build, so I I wanted to try out like a pure offense build. Um, so I took uh, Splinter Blades and Master Torturer. No, yeah, Master Torturers, which is it's a the, lovely, lovely combo. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good combo. So Spl- Splinter Blades is custom Coven obsession. Splinter Blades gives you exploding sixes in melee, um, and Super the good. Master Torturers reduces the CP cost of Torturers Craft, which is your full yeah. reroll to wound by one. So on Talos and Grotesque, it becomes one CP. Yeah. On Rax that are less than a 10 or less models that it, it becomes nothing it becomes free yeah which makes your little rack units amazingly efficient like you can have yeah. a little five-man rack with an extra corrosive whip and for zero cp you could obviously turn three onwards you're hitting on twos yeah. with like what is it eight it's eight uh with like 15 poison four up attacks and you're re-rolling all wounds like yeah. you, you can do some real work with that. Yeah. Um, they, they go through all sorts of small units. Yeah, with exploding sticks. Well. It's, yeah. it's really good. Um, but on the Talos, I wanted to find out because I, I wanted those rare moments where you you roll on the Yucca injectors and you roll sixes on the Yucca injectors oh, to get to so get good. Yeah, it's so good. good. Yeah. 
And, uh, game one, I had it into Grey Knights, which isn't the most efficient way because obviously I didn't get the five up shrug, yeah, but yeah. I did roll double six. So I, I, I got five D3 mortal wounds <laughs> off um, with the Icar injectors, which was funny. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I took that and I took um, some grotesques because I've just converted mm-hmm. up a load using the Crypt Fiends um, yeah. and I really love them. Um, and I took a classic real space raid because we're all space raiders so um i had a, a combat archon um with hatred eternal and jim blade like miniatures are um yeah, super good. Everyone, yeah. everyone knows and hates um <laughs> master archon a uh, master succubus master homunculus uh the homunculus had the poisonous ampule which was really fun to use actually um, so good yeah yeah it's really good um and it helps again like we have mentioned one of the problems jakari have are phase caps um and the poisonous ampule works in the movement phase so it's a mm. it's another source of damage in a different phase so that yeah, helps a bit massive and in an era um, when rights of war is common it becomes super valuable as oh, yeah, well. right, the rights, of war, rights of war off every, return it feels so yeah. good <laughs> yeah like sky said like because arcs people are not taking the troop tax as much and they're relying mm-hmm. on things like rights of war um mm. and so when you go poison as ampule and you're like i'll just throw it at that character and suddenly he turns off his obsec aura and you're like okay great now all your sky claws or your whatever aren't obsec anymore here's my little rack that's now my objective <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. um but yeah and it, yeah so it was a unit unit of uh, talos two units of grotesques uh, the reaver darts uh, squad of mandrakes um some blood brides with testy killers um a little five-man unit of carbolites and a, and a couple of five-man units of racks and then some incubi as well on top so really kind Super of all-round general list yeah really combined um, arms but that's again that like you can get so much versatility out of a list like that yeah and Talos it was a hammer with torturous crowd because you just know they're going to get it done with the rerolls to win yeah Super good. and with the with the um the splinter blades um thing there they're really good at trading um yeah so um yeah and it was a, it was a it was all round it was a really really fun build so long story short because i don't want to bore everyone with like the tales <laughs> of my accolades but um we i went to a gt a uh, little local one because I'm, I'm not doing any majors this year um mm. maybe it'll change with 10th i don't know but um uh there was about i think it was 30 players um mostly local lads and i, I faced gray knights uh drukari mirror mirror into a uh, friend of the show simon laxton another great a diehard Drakari aficionado that seems to be cursed that whenever we go into an event together like 99% of the time we'll face each other which is just <laughs> I hate it like not that I hate playing him I love the guy but it's just like yeah, you don't want yeah. an, the only other Drakari player to no, go no, into it right. like you don't want it but yeah. um, mm. Grey Knights again uh, Votan for the first time never faced Votan before so that was an interesting game okay. and then the final was against uh, the one and only Manny with um, Ah, the space wolf list yeah who are sort Um, of blue dracari with jump packs aren't they in a way don't you think that sort of hide and pounce and punch and trade it's very us in a way yeah it's a a very very strong trading army Um, Mm. uh, the the amount of melter and thunder hammers and everything uh, space wings are so cheap right now it's it's crazy um but anyway i went i managed to go five and oh which was uh pretty incredible to be honest yeah yeah it's pretty incredible i was very surprised um and to to beat manny in the final that was one of the toughest games i've ever played and i've faced manny a couple Mm -hmm. of times before at other events and they've always Mm -hmm. been close games but um he's come out on top because it's it's manny chima and he's a he's a very good player he's a fantastic Um, player yeah 
So um, to get the win against him was was awesome, but also to face into what what is widely considered kind of top of the meta, like the, the Space Wolf, like Wolf Guard, Wolf yeah. and Sky Claws, Desolation Marines. Mm. But like, I think it's pretty fair to say that's kind of top meta at the moment. It or, must be or in the top, top three armies in the game. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a really interesting game. Um, and it was one because uh, one, I rolled five up, feel no pains like a demon turn four. <laughs> and two, um, uh, because you played really cagey. Because um, the, the, yeah. the Space Marine secondaries are to do with being aggressive. Like, you got Shock Assault, you got Codex Warfare. Mm. Um, and he took. Uh, no prisoners I think I can't remember now um, yeah. but it was all to do with killing me so I just basically didn't expose myself turns mm. one and two and then turn mm. three I went full tilt like everything at him and shut down all of his assets with my assets and then it was just yeah. a slugfest from then on basically mm. um, and even mm. then it was it was a very very close game I think there was only four points in it um, yeah. and it just went in my favour at the end which was which was wonderful and yeah, um, again it was it was just that asset management, just that knowing when yeah. to go, setting up, only giving Making away minimal, yeah. yeah, only giving away minimal opportunities until then, um, and then once you are ready to go, once these push just that little bit too far, you you pounce and you and you do your business. Because yeah. um, that's the that's the nature of Takari movement, isn't it? As you, know, as you guys have alluded to, there are there are quicker armies, there are armies with more scary reach in in different mm. ways, but ac- across that sort of mid distance. People never quite know how far away is safe, right? People always end up in the end getting danger close, and you just chuck out, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's it's, it's indicative of like the advance in charge is massive, and yeah. um, like the the amount of charges I make in games is because it's not because I'm rolling like eight, nine, like nine inch charges because I'm getting into a position where I only have to make like a three inch charge. So. Mm you're probably going to make it and yeah. you save your CP just in case you do roll that snake eyes. Like, mm. um, because you, uh, a Jakari, a Jakari unit that fails its charge dies. Basically. If a Jakari unit is left out in the open, it dies the following turn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you need to make those charges um, and you need to position yourself in a way where you're going to do that every, most of the time. Um, and then you have those little like janky shenanigan moments that we all love. Yeah, I said that's a massive achievement, though, man. And I think, as I say, it's the top of the game. Having a bunch of marines in it, in theory, uh, should be something Drakari like, right? Because we quite like killing marines. But the sheer volume of units they have, the scoring they have, and the artillery they have mm. makes it a real challenge at the moment. So it sounds like you've it's, done very well. Yeah. It's also the the one two punch that Marines can do. So the the yeah. best thing into into Jakari is units that can do the one two punch. So like a unit of Wolfguard with combi melters is perfect because they can move over, melt a gun your raider, and then charge yeah. the guys inside and kill them. That that the is the thing face. that kills Jakari. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Um and there's a lot of that in the game at the moment. There's a lot of units mm. in the Space Marine book that's capable of doing that one two punch or mm. They can do the the move up, then the desolation marines kill you without yeah, a line they, of sight. They shooting. can work in tandem. Yeah, 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 and it works in tandem, and it's it's mm. very effective um, and hard mm. and hard to combat. Um, mm. but, yeah, no, that's really really cool. And so I think I think it's interesting because yeah, that's that's also the coven build I've been experimenting with, where you just go, well, I'm trying not to get shot too much till I'm fighting. I just need to make sure 
the melee output is as terrifying as it can possibly be, right? And, and yeah. those two traits go together so well. And um, Talos being able to benefit from the attacking strats and stuff again goes goes a really long way. But no, that's, I mean, it's still fantastic achievement. It's because, you know, Jakari have been um, in a lower place in the meta in general in, in the last sort of year or so. So I think I think to 5-0 with them is, is a fantastic achievement. So well done. Yeah, it's really good. And, and, and really shout cool. out to, to Sky as well, because you've uh, Sky's been doing really well at, like, much oh, bigger Paul, events. Paulie has been just cons- like, consistent as all hell. He will yeah. not be stopped. He's ridiculous. He's unstoppable. <laughs> he must have been like eighty percent win rate at pretty much every event he's been at the whole time in recent times. Do you know I've what? Seen. Going back to Rob Kimpton, he messaged me, and I think it was we were running the same sort of loadout of possessions. Yeah, so we were both running Blackheart, Prophets of Flesh, and then Testicles, mm. and I think our win rate was something stupid like ninety-one percent because, <laughs> like, no other Drakari player was doing that. Yeah, like yeah. lifting and also that's almost another thing to discuss where I think faction specialists and diehards who and I'll, I'll never say I'm a great player I think I'm a good player I'm probably mm-hmm. you know I like to always say I like to go positive events but mm-hmm. um, I surprised myself by doing more four ones than like three twos recently yeah it? yeah but there's a lot of people who an army won't be used as much like the, the meta chases it were will jump to whatever's hot Mm-hmm. So they'll leave Drakari, whereas, you know, the diehards will stick to their, their army, but mm-hmm. do well because they're probably a, you know, might be a good player mm-hmm. or, you know, good to their army or both. And so I think that almost like masks it where yeah. potentially in a, an army, which isn't played that much, might actually not be as good, but it's kept no, up sure. by player skill. Yeah, completely. And I think I think where you have those dedicated communities, that does skew win rates a little bit. Drakari is definitely one of those armies. I think you see it with the various elf factions when at different points, where, because there's not that many players, but they do well and they yeah. care about it a lot. You, you get that kind of bump in that sense. Um, but it's, yes, it's, it's been really interesting to watch to watch you continuing to innovate and do really well with it. And it's that's where the faction specialism comes in because if you understand why things are the way they are in the current game, you can respond and design right i think so many people jump around armies because they've been told they're good they don't really know why they're good they don't really know how they interact with other things and what the sort of mechanics of that is top players slightly different story but i think people sort of moving from army to army because they get the sense of this is the thing i should be playing Mm. miss out on that whereas if you understand an army inside out you can take advantage of that and, and respond to and adapt to the challenges right yeah it also allows you to um like tailor and like micro adapt like yeah, I mean, completely, the, completely, yeah. the list the list that me and me and sky do there, there there are a lot of similarities like we both find there are there are units that we both like playing um mm. but the more you play it the more you realize actually i don't really like that i'm gonna mm-hmm. change it um like I, I i said i did really well with the splinter blades master torturers and i think it's i think it's really good um for me though i I've played a few games into the World Eaters and the Demons matchup recently. Um, and it's the World Eaters in particular is actually really hard <laughs> for Drakari because <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. they do what we do, but they better do with better. better secondaries. Yeah. We're bringing like, them exactly what they want, right? Which is a blood yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, it's really, yeah, they, they, want to, they want to kill and be killed on objectives. We want to yeah. kill you on objectives. <laughs> yeah. And we're probably going to die in the process because we're Drakari. So it's yeah, like... Yeah. It's, it's a really tough matchup. So specifically really for that, and there's quite a heavy amount of World Eaters players around at the moment because they're, they're an easy army mm. to collect. They're, they're new. Mm. Um, and 
and in those matchups i found it really hard so i've moved back to the classic artist of flesh Okay, um, nice, yeah. for that matchup because it's mm. uh, and, and a few others like the votan matchup it really helps in um yeah. and i've noticed there's a lot of um like strength seven or below weapons knocking around at the moment um yeah. doing, the, doing the damage two damage three game mm-hmm. um and I, I think artist is probably the way i'm going to go for the rest Very of the nice. edition yeah um, so you, you've just demonstrated exactly what i was talking about right you can see that that's an iterative process at work you've assessed it you're looking at what's around you you know what your faction has you found mm-hmm. the tool and it, and that's and that's actually how to do well in this game and how to thrive yeah. right you you, you need to be able to understand the interaction of something you want to play with yeah, with all it's, sorts yeah of it's, and it's, it's really important to just pay attention to what's around you like you, you don't yeah. want to tailor your list specifically to be like one guy like unless you really do like i'm sure i'm sure there's some of my friends down here that are specifically designing lists to beat me because i'm that guy <laughs> but like i welcome the challenge and for me it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. i noticed that the lists and my play style i was really struggling into the world eaters matchup um mm-hmm. because they out they're very good at trading and even if you fight first on it because i thought originally their weakness would be fight last mechanics which we have a lot of uh, with things like yeah. torment their helms ancient evil vexator mask mm. i thought oh, i'll just make them fight last and kill them before they fight but then they have a fight on death strat and you're like oh That's great the thing. <laughs> like, it's just like bio um, was a nightmare right like it's the same yeah, thing bio right? was just horrendous like, oh, bio was a real low point for me bio, bio, and, <laughs> bio and emperor's children i think have been our two worst mm. um, engagements yeah. and admech when they were at their very best but um yeah but bile was very very difficult to play into um and really boring if i'm honest it was a really dull yeah. game um yeah. and there was, a, there was a sort um, of inevitability to it wasn't there yeah it was and yeah it's just uninteractive and yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and the i think the empress children matchup was very tough for jakari because they just seemed to counter us on like every level they were tougher yes. they ignored yeah. our defenses and they fought first everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the toolkit played well with, and the key thing here is because I've, I've got a couple of friends who play Emperor's CP asset management is crucial because what I always do is tease around the edges, wait for them to get a bit overexcited with CP, and then hit them. Because if you mm. have three or four CP as Emperor's Children and Drakari come into you, you can just end their entire game. But yeah. if you don't have that, they can't. And so you just have to probe and pick and wait until that moment, and then you can go. So Vec mm. is huge in a game yeah. like that, right? Because, you, I, because I think if, they, they, well, if they have the tools, you lose. Like, you just lose. <laughs> yeah, and again, I think with the changes to the CP and Arcs of Omen, that's helped a lot because most Massive, armies are only starting yeah. the game with like one or two as opposed yeah. to like six. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Vect is back as a super, super yeah. powerful tool, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like again, in in my game against Manny, that I Vected, I knew he would do it because I, I, I collect Space Wars as well. Um, not that I've played them in ever, but I've got the codex. <laughs> um, but I knew that he'd want to do Keen Senses straight away. Yeah, and I was like, going to say, that, that would went, be top of my list, right? <laughs> yeah, the moment, the moment he Keen Senses on the Desolation Marines, because I knew he'd want to do Keen Senses on one and then Chapter Master re-rolls on the other. Yeah. Um, so I just right, I'm going to vet Keen Senses, and then he couldn't really use it for the rest of the game, um, which yeah, really yeah. nulled a lot of their output. Um, and so I could hide. It, it allowed me to hide because he couldn't use Keen Senses on me. Um, mm. uh, so yeah, no, yeah, Ag- yeah. Agents of Vect is a crazy, or really nice strat, and I, I really like how the, how they changed it because um, it was yes. a bit stupid in the previous codex where it was like, I'll just, I'll just counter your stratagem that was a bit meh but, yeah. um the, the the ability now of making your opponents 
one of their stratagems if you're if you know which one they're going to want to use a lot and you can get a lot of use out yeah. of it um and that, then, that again it really rewards that understanding of what your opponent's army does right because you're just spotting that little thing that they're leaning on and just saying i'm just gonna kick that up see how you yeah. do <laughs> yeah i mean mo- most games if i'm honest i use it for the combat interrupt strat yeah um, it's, it's phenomenal for that yeah yeah because um you, you'll just be like okay i'll combat interrupt here and you're like okay now that's three cp you're probably not going to be able to use that for the rest of the game so i'm mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. control the engagements a lot better like yes completely yeah. okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna indulge myself with another question because i'm enjoying myself so i have one more question then i'll let you guys go and this is looking ahead okay because we've been up the roller coaster down maybe back up again with, with you guys leading the way well exactly always gonna be the best, <laughs> aren't we? that's that, that's never in doubt yeah. um so for 10th edition wish listing a little bit of indulgent wish listing what is it you want to see what's what's something you'd like to see happen for jakari um, whether that's a rule or a model or a tool, what's what's something you'd really like to see happen for us in this edition? You go first, guy. I've talked enough. <laughs> He's walked into the Duke Sliska's trap, isn't he? I go willingly. I go willingly into the trap. It's fine. <laughs> what do I want from tenth? I've got a lot. I guess I'll start it off by saying I've really enjoyed Ninth. I think Ninth has been, been so good. Yeah. really good addition. Like I played editions I played, I didn't play fourth. Mm. Um, I love third, but I think it's really tinted glasses, but there's elements of third that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I think with like independent characters kind of coming back in a way, but obviously being locked into units, uh, it's a bit like that in fifth, isn't it? Which is quite nice. Mm. Um, Except I hopefully without see, the, um, the Death Stars. <laughs> yeah and we'll I see. think for me there's definitely a bit of hopes and fears here where like I do worry about Death Stars coming back I do worry you know we don't know terrain fully yet do we so like mm-hmm. don't quite and I think obscuring terrain has been a big part of why Drakari have been good yeah, I think it's also it's rightful it's, it's you know it's a good thing that we've had um, I think I worry about range rotation I think me and you before in our private Skype before this we're talking mm. about it about you know is everything going to make it like so currently 40% of the Drakari model range is unavailable um, mm. I think at the time of recording I think it's just gone off availability again mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so you, you can't buy Court you can't buy Mandrakes um, Beasts are, yeah like you know Beasts we spoke about is skippable but Courts are like the first unit on my army list Mandrakes I haven't played a game about Mandrakes for a while. Oh, yeah. um, so it's a case of are they going to make it into 10th? And then uh, Blood Brides and Hemoxites and Trueborn uh, came back. Hemoxites were new for this edition. Are they going to make it into 10th? I guess there's a few sort of fears there. But at the same time, you know, bit of PMA, a bit of positive mental attitude. Um, and the fact that certainty is a really important human need, going a bit you know, basic psychology here. Um, <laughs> we know that Drakari aren't going to get a codex until summer 2024, yes. at the earliest, yeah. which a lot of people are like, oh no. But it's, you know, for me, you know, that gives me over a year to, we know that when these index cards come out, that's okay. our army for a yeah, while. You've got to reset really logs in, you right? You can focus yeah. on that and you can mm-hmm. really deep dive into that and work out what works for you without the sort of worry that, you know, this uh, codex is going to drop uh, months yeah. later. Um, 
as the converter me, it means that you know I can work on lots more conversions. I know what's going to be what, uh, but also it's there's a lot of credence there where uh, or precedent, sorry, where range refreshes. Unless you're part of like the very first bit where Marines and um, you know Necrons via Indomitus last time, and obviously Tyrion is going to get a range refresh now. But later in addition, you got more chance of getting. You absolutely did. Especially um, summer, summer, man. Summer is when yeah, big the things summer happen. they tend to do big, bigger releases yeah. in the summer. That's it. That's summer, it. summer, and or Christmas, you could well be in the frame. That's yeah, the and the fact that Eldari altogether, like normally you'd think, there's probably a lot of people out there who collect all Eldari. Like I got some oh, Harlequins. Yeah. I think so. Right now, I'm, I'm taking a break from ninth until tenth. Whereas mm-hmm. if I was going to continue, or say this edition was going to go on for another year. I would probably start looking at Harlequins. I think yeah, solve yeah. that, like you know, easy third warp ritual, secondary, as it were. Um, but I think as a you know opportunity for a, a refresh is there, um, and I think we need it. Um, so you know, sorry, back to the, uh, the the elf sort of specialist. There's no Eldari at all. So is no. there something for Eldari altogether? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lo- love love to see anything um, yeah. especially for Drakari like you know it's a wish list that we, we've spoken about lots on you know the Real Space Raiders podcast about things we want um, but you know I've always felt Vex should stay in the shadows not be a model yeah I, I kind of see what you mean yeah, yeah. the fact you've got the Silent King and Gilliman and the Lion now yeah. big players are there so I think mm-hmm. Vex as a big player probably should be you mm. know in the game in that sense and I think it just wouldn't be him though would it it would be one of his doppelgangers yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's <laughs> it. And, you know, so Dark Elder came out in 98, you know, had a few more releases in 99, and nothing until 2010, a little second wave in 2011. You know, we've been drip-fed, like, Incubi here and there. Yeah, Incubi and Draz was nice, right? And obviously yeah. we got the 2014 plastic wave where, you know, the bomber came out and stuff like that, which is great. But I think now we need... We we need that you know that yeah. injection of we need we need and, at least our fine casts getting gone yeah at the, at the very least like grotesque mandates caught right it would be nice yeah. to see those as proper units like, but yeah. you know it's, without sounding greedy I, I want more you know yeah, I, want, yeah. I want new new units now like yeah, yeah, I think agree. to see some of those you know redone in plastic yeah that'd be really good but I think we need new models and yeah. Yeah. actually Drakari having such a strong codex and so many people picking up Drakari. The sales obviously probably must be the highest in Drakari history. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we've had a lot of people jump on the bandwagon, but if thanks to them, does that mean that we're going to get new plastics in, you know, to say, yeah, 2024, 2025? Mm-hmm. Then so be it. But um, yeah, just bring me back Duke's Liscus. Duke's the man. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take more Corsairs. I love, I love yeah. Corsairs. And I think um, Corsairs definitely cool. Something where wasn't the questions it were, but the thing I'm intrigued the most is how Corsairs work and can we still keep adding them to Drakari the way we do? Yeah. Yeah. So how, about, how about you, George? Yeah, similar. Um, yeah, the, the uh, range update and some new kits would be lovely. Um, as far as rules-wise, um, my my main thing in 10th is I'm going to um, get my Incarn back on the board because um, oh, I, yeah. yeah, I, I haven't been able to play him. It's my favourite model. I spent a lot of time building and painting mine um, and I haven't been able to use him because I bought him when they first when it first came out when they did the Gathering Storm. Um, and yeah. I used to be able to just slot him into your Drakari army. 
Um, mm. And I absolutely loved it. And I, I don't think I've really had as much fun playing Dark Elder as I did yeah. when I had Incarn, the Incarn in my Jakaro, list. Man. End of eighth, I played that, and it was so fun because it was what so much fun. Like, up you had, more than yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you, you had you had the Venom spam, and mm-hmm. it just worked so well with it because you're like it was the Russian doll effect. You added to it; yeah. it was another doll. You were like, okay, yeah. I've got my Venom <laughs> on this objective, and then you blow it up, and the witches get out, and the Venom turned into an Incarn. Like, you're like <laughs> yeah. and and it was like. That I just absolutely love. So for me, yeah. I'm really interested to see what GW do with Inari. Um, I was I was yeah. a bit disappointed they made it a craft world. If I'm honest, I've I've always yeah, I've always hoped. I've always really hoped that it's it, they would do an Inari book, like an Inari army, mm-hmm. um, and and have in the book limited units from all the different factions, like have yeah, Harlequin troops. Cool have yeah. some of the aspect warriors have um like carbolite warriors and witches have like that kind of thing like and and then they could have their own points their own data sheets and they could be different to the what you get in like the Assyriani book and the, and the Drakari mm. book um and they could be pointed differently and I, I felt like that was the better way to go mm-hmm. but it's up to the gw design team so i'm really interested to see what the what they do with inari I really want to try and get the Incarn out. If they do keep it as like a craft world, I'll just have to fork out for some Aspect Warriors, I guess, um, which is no bad thing because I love Aspect Warriors. So, yeah, it's a nice um, models now. Yeah, yeah, they are fantastic. And hopefully throughout the course of 10th, we'll get some more plastic aspects like Striker like, uh, Scorpions and, yeah. Yeah, and Warp come Spiders. On, let's have you. Karandras and Warp yeah, Spiders like, and deal over that. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. I love Warp Spiders. Like, absolutely That's love Warp so Spiders. Cool. Um, it's just a shame the model's horrendous. <laughs> but, they are um, awful. <laughs> um, so yeah, really interesting to see what Nari, but from a Jakari's perspective, um, I think the main weakness this book has had, um, and really the only weakness is, uh, our shooting is terrible. Um, yeah. it's, and, and it's gone from being like one of the better shooting armies when you used to have like Venom Spam with lots of Carbolites, mm-hmm. um, like even like, even, um, like at the very beginning, like Double Trueborn, obviously the, the, um, craziness that was the dark technomancer liquefiers. Um, yeah. Why I, I never understood why they just nerfed it. Just said, "Oh, you don't get it." They they should have just reworded it and said, "It's on your wound roll rather than your hit roll." Then yeah, yeah. suddenly there's that trade off. It's like, okay, my liquefiers can do damage two and plus one to wound, which makes them crazy. But if I roll a one to wound, I kill my ra- I kill my rack, and suddenly yeah. they're not that great. Like they're just. Mm like a trading piece again mm. regardless um really want carbolites split i want splinter weapons to be good like to be usable because yeah. in ninth they've they've i th- honestly think they've literally been the worst baseline yeah. gun in the entire game like yeah, I, even rubbish. even las guns are better than splinter rifles mm. like right now because you can build and make them better with like orders and strats and and all that kind of stuff um and just poison poison four plus with no ap in one shot it just doesn't do anything it doesn't do anything in 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 ninth yeah. um and i really want them to bring that back um I, and there's various ways I could think about it. And we have discussed it on the on the podcast before. Um, I like I like the idea of having just more volume. Like for me, splinter mm. weapons are like they just drown you in a hail of of crystalline yeah. shards that are all laced with the most toxic toxic toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't, toxic. That's the word I'm looking yeah, for. Toxic. Do it, yeah. <laughs> toxic venoms that uh, the the um, the universe has to offer. So I would just do that. Just 
loads more loads more shots drown them in mm. splinters um yeah. and make that a, make that a viable build option because at the moment yeah. our only real build options even though we've got a few it's it's melee focused every single melee build trading, options, right? yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. melee it's melee melee heavy army um with a spattering of shooting units but not really anything significant um, mm. the way actually interestingly going back to what we said the way the Corsairs play like with the the fact that they benefit from splinter racks is actually really fun and it feels yeah. when you've got them on the board like you're just driving around a raider and there's like 10 Corsairs in and they're rapid firing their shuriken rifles at maximum range like I'd love that but with Drakari models <laughs> yeah so, completely um, yeah no I think that would be awesome to see I think um, scourges are another shooting unit where it's sort of like just just get scourges right man just like yeah. if they just I reckon even if they just ignored heavy penalty that would have been fine they'd have probably yeah, been, they they'd, probably had, they'd have had they'd have had game there right that's, yeah. that's the thing they didn't do for them that they desperately needed no, to do because it's like you, you look I at love them on the paper. models scourges yeah, are the, so cool like, <laughs> yeah the models are crazy and you look at them on paper you think I can have I can have four heat lances for 100 points yeah, that can yeah. heat strike and you think that's amazing I can I can yeah. strike down I can shoot four heat lances at you and you're like yeah but you're only hitting on fours and yeah, so you're, you're, you're just the, not going to do it so right? you're only going to hit <laughs> twice and then you're going to wound once and you're going to do d6 plus two damage and then you're going to die like yeah. so it's just uh, yeah like the the scourge they their scourge they haven't really got right this one the the shredder scourge are quite good i've been using yeah i do love, shredders. Yeah. Do love shredders yeah the shredder scourge yeah. are pretty good um and i've been using six man just shard carbine guys just to come down and rod and then just be annoying yeah. um yeah but um, yeah, for us, for me, tenth, I really, and from what I've seen of the rules so far, it seems to be m- more shooting focused from what I've seen so yeah. far. But I'm reserving judgment on that. Um, mm-hmm. But from what I've heard about like engagement ranges, the gun profiles I've seen, it seems mm-hmm. like shooting is going to be more of a way to go. So mm-hmm. I really hope that they give us that option in Drakari because otherwise yeah, we can sure. struggle a bit. So yeah, for sure. I think the one bit of the one rules conspiracy i'm currently living with and i shouldn't also get too excited about this but obviously we've seen assault ramps and mm. something in me is going if we don't get that it's on a raider, move the yeah. raider get out stab some guys i'd love that that would be amazing let's have that that would be really really nice so yes, that's well, what, what i've got my fingers crossed for yeah. <laughs> what addition was it we could do that sky was it fifth we could do that i think we could do it in third as well right yeah, I think we could. There it was it was mm. I think it was sixth and seventh they took us took away the ability to deploy after moving. Um and it right. completely changed the way you played Drakari. Like massively yeah. changed them. Um and then they started yeah. giving it to certain other armies and as a Drakari player you were like, Why why can that impulsor like yeah. move as fast as a raider and deploy five intercessors out of it yeah. after it this moved? And yeah, my radar with the, the, the witches of... that are literally hanging off the side by a hook on a chain <laughs> can't. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I think that's where, with what they're trying to do with vehicles, this hop out, hop in, little little tricks that different ones are going to give you. There's massive potential there. I think. Mm. I think for Chikari as as a way of you know being mobile, but actually having stuff getting out, getting back in vehicles. If terrain does change, having that extra reach from doing that might help to compensate if an army got to hide further back actually maybe but then when you go you can go further um that's something i'd really love to see as a way of dealing with the new design space around the terrain and that's that would be really really cool but we'll we'll see uh, we're still far too much i don't know when they get we're getting our first reveals about what they're getting but i'll be uh, watching with my eyes peeled anyway yeah. all right guys 
thank you so much. This has been really, really fun. Enjoyed it massively. Um, keep keep uh, keep taking prisoners. Keep feeding the dark city, um, and hopefully we'll have you guys on again to chat in the future. Um, but yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, big shout out to Real Space Raiders once again, and I'll, I'll be tuning in to hear your thoughts on tenth as that will get started as well. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. All right. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for that, guys. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye.